Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the True Beauty Brooklyn podcast. I'm Elizabeth Taylor. And I'm Alex Shapiro. We're estheticians in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, and we work with really incredible, diverse, ambitious, and driven people who are killing it in life. They deserve to be celebrated, and on this podcast, we're going to be sharing their stories with you. Yeah, and in between our interview episodes, we'll have Beauty School, where it's just the two of us, maybe some guest stars, and we'll be chatting about beauty, life, weird shit about being in your 30s, and learning more about one another, because that's what makes us more similar than different. Also, we're a lot of fun, and we have a super multicultural community, and we kind of think that you might too. So, why not talk about all things beauty under one black and Jewish roof? Plus, we'll be answering listener questions, so be sure to write us at truebeautybrokenpodcast at gmail.com. All right, guys, let's jump into the show. Oh, hey guys. Hey. It's Elizabeth. And Alex. Welcome to the True Beauty Brooklyn Podcast. Welcome. So this week, we have a very special episode. We're with our homegirl, Vanessa Bartlett, a.k.a. The Aquarian. She's been on before. Yes. But we decided we needed to bring her back. Y'all decided. We'll continue to bring her back. Yeah. Yes, but y'all decided. <laughs> we had her on right before we joined the Exactly Right Network. And then since joining, we've been able to track the numbers. And you guys love Miss Vanessa Bartlett. So we were like, let's have our friend back on again continue the combo answer some of your listener letters yeah so she is answering some listener letters of yours yes. if you couldn't understand elizabeth's great british accent <laughs> and to stop with that no but vanessa no, is it. a friend of ours but she is also um a spiritualist she's a psychic she's a medium we had an incredible episode with her before episode 49 Beauty School number 18, How to Find Spirituality in the Digital Age with Psychic Medium, Tarot Reader, Astrology, and Occult Enthusiast, Vanessa Bartlett. <laughs> yeah, you might want to listen. I would listen to that one first. First, yes. maybe? If you haven't listened to it yet. For I mean, sure. it doesn't totally matter, but it would make more sense, I it's think. Just, it's a nice deep dive, I think, into who Vanessa is, how she came to terms, I suppose, with yeah. learning about her powers. But her also gifts. honed in on Yes, exactly. And then come back and tune into this, because this is kind of a pickup, since now we have this great audience. You guys could ask questions questions and we're picking back up from where we left off so exciting i'm so excited and also if you guys have questions we want to have vanessa on as much as we can we're trying to get her on maybe every other month or so often so send us your questions to tributybrooklynpodcast at gmail.com hit us up on the gram at tributybrooklynpodcast send us all your questions always but since we're today we're talking about vanessa if you have any questions throughout the episode send them over so we can get you guys next time with those questions. Yeah. All right, guys. So without further ado, enjoy this episode with Miss Vanessa Bartlett, a.k.a. The Aquarian. Hey, guys. It's Elizabeth. <laughs> and Alex. <laughs> 
We're here Vanessa. with Vanessa. Vanessa the Aquarian. Vanessa the Aquarian. Vanessa Bartlett, aka the Aquarian. Okay, there's probably a lot of new listeners that are just going to be hearing from you for the first time, but I'm excited to have you back because we're on the Exactly Right Podcast Network. <laughs> Now, the first time you were on, you're still indie, but yours is one of the top downloaded. I would say, like, after our first couple, after, like, the first couple that are in a row, next is, like, Vanessa. Everybody (sighs) seems to love your episode, so I wanted to get you back on. And we loved your episode. That was definitely one of our favorites, for sure. Hell yeah. We talked for, I'm sure you remember, but we talked for two hours. We talked for a long time. (laughs) I mean, spirituality is a very interesting topic because it just spans so many different things yeah you just experience it in so many different ways in your life yeah it is true and I'm very excited (laughs) I'm excited because you guys asked questions and they're interesting questions that I guess they are maybe I kind of had similar thoughts some of them well we'll get to them and then I'll tell you anyway (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So for all the listeners out there, if you don't follow us on Instagram, follow us on Instagram. We're trying to do this like a, every Wednesday, an AMA, depending on like who our next guest is or if we're just doing it for our next episode. So follow us on the gram at True Beauty Brooklyn Podcast, but also follow us because you can send in questions. So if you have a question for Vanessa, send it to us. We're going to have her coming back on like however often y'all want. So let us yeah. know. And yeah. So tell the people who you are. Introduce yourself, girl. Yeah, I'm a psychic, an astrology enthusiast. I'll be getting my certification very soon, so that's when I'll say I'm an astrologer. But I'm an occult enthusiast as well. Yeah, I'm I'm a psychic medium. All right, Alex, she likes to wind up. Take it away. Um, (laughs) Okay, this question is interesting, and I'm really curious as to what your answer is. Yes. So this listener asks, when you receive messages, are there some places on your body that get some type of sensation? Yeah, I'm, like I just do everything basically through symbology and internal sensation. Love it. So I, yeah, I don't really know. Like it's, it's a very interesting uh, ex- like expression that I have because there's not a lot of there's not a lot of titles around it. You know, it's not yeah. I mean, yeah, it's not something that I can really just sort of put my like one gestalt or one way that I go because everybody kind of needs something different in different ways, you know? So when I communicate with somebody, like with the sensations, there are some things that I do that I don't allow as many sensations. So tarot, I don't really allow as many sensations. Astrology, I really don't allow allow as many sensations because I follow the map or I follow the um, visualization of the cards. And I, you know, really attune to like your higher self or your spirit guides. And so it's just a little bit easier to talk back and forth with them than let's say somebody who's passed on Mm. uh, just simply because they're much more clear about where you are because there's no real attachment to how you're feeling. So I'm like bypassing you. Right. So when it comes to like somebody who's passed on or even like, let's say somebody who really needs like a lot of conversation that's very deep, then I'll start feeling a lot more because it's just heightened and I'm not really using anything. I'm not using cards. I'm not using symbols. I'm, you know, I'm just being very open And then a lot of my emotions will get moved around. So I'll feel your depression or I'll feel Mm. your happiness. Or I can tell if you're happy about, you know, a date or if you're happy about the fact that you might be getting this new job. There's a different sensation to each Mm. one. And I just spent most of my, um, I guess, personal personal training, meaning like most of my life, it it was just like wanting to find out more. So nobody was really training me, but like I kept pushing myself. And so I just keep, you know, uh, I just keep telling people what I was sensing and then they would 
let me know, you know, what back most of the time it was, yes, that's what I'm sensing. But then I'd have to navigate the more, the more descriptive ways that, that people feel like, I don't want to just know that you're happy. I want to see what you're happy about. I want to feel what, what's going on in your past about what you're happy about. Like we're all in this sort of uh, pool of emotion and, and uh, experience that is not linear, you know? So it, it, it all is happening when things aren't even happening in front of you. Like if you're talking mm. to me at that exact moment, whatever's going on in your life is not at that moment happening. You're talking to me. Mm-hmm. So I have to pick up on your like water world and all of the things that are happening for you because the more I can do that without you giving me information, the more vulnerable you get and the more emotion you let out and the more right. I can see. Mm-hmm. So there, that's like kind of the signature back and forth. Um, there have been times that I have taken on people's uh, physical pain and that I've had to really train myself to have more boundaries with that because I'll just disregard my body. And I, and it's not, it's not a good thing because this, uh, I was reading someone when I was back home, this is years ago, and I could feel that their back had a pinched nerve in it. Mm, And I asked them like, is there a pinched nerve in your back? And like, I can't, I haven't been able to sleep for two years because of this pinched nerve. And if that pinched pinched nerve did not leave my back for like two weeks and I started freaking out because I was like, is this, did I just, is this going to be two years? Like, is this, did I literally just pick up exactly what this person had? And so you have to really figure out your boundaries with people. And, and, you know, like that's a lot of that is actually like setting up a practice. Like we were, you know, we talked about last time, like that's the reason you would want to go professional is if you really want to continue doing this and you want to have better boundaries I did that a lot because I just wanted to do it all the time. And I, and I just let myself go in ways that I just shouldn't have let myself go, you know, and I went too far at times that I shouldn't have gone that far. And it's, it's really jarring the experiences that you can have without enough ground in your life, mm-hmm. you know? So that's like why I feel a lot of sensations. Now, I, I mean, anybody probably could, because if you really want to walk that direction, it's just, you know, meditation and getting yourself to open up in more of a trance-like state, which is like theta waves, right? It's one step down from alpha waves. So Mm -hmm. you have to be at a place where you're really receptive. It's like dream state, right? But Mm -hmm. um, like when you do hypnosis, that's theta waves, you know? So when somebody um, does guided meditations, that's theta waves. So you can see a lot more Mm -hmm. when you're in that state, but like you have to get yourself to a place where you you are gone. Like I can't think about my day. I can't think about what happened. I can't think, I I can't be a part of it at all because then Mm -hmm. I won't know who's talking. Right. So it, it actually so also crazy. helps with your boundary and yeah, in your psychic space, you know who's speaking and who isn't. I can tell when I'm I'm picking up somebody else's thoughts, mm. um, even if it's not necessarily subliminal. Like, don't even go like all the way deep into like the idea of just telepathy. Like, even in in like codependent relationships, you don't know who's speaking. Mm. You know, because mm-hmm. you're just so enmeshed with each other. Mm-hmm. So it's like <laughs> it's true. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like you you don't you keep um, you know you can keep reframing the relationship based on the information that the person's giving you or based on the information that you're projecting. Mm -hmm. And then you don't really know who started what or why you're here or how to get out of it, you know? And so like even in everyday life, building a, a, an ability to sense and an ability to know who you are and what your thoughts are will actually help you in your day-to-day life. I look at it more like a, I was telling somebody recently, I look at like, there's like a psychic allergy. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And people, you know, sometimes are like, you know, I just feel everything. I, I get on the subway and I feel all these things. And I'm like, guys, you need a quartz crystal. Like, you need to let me. You need to put it in some water and spray that shit on your face. You don't need to be feeling all everybody's shit. That's mm-hmm. not yours. Mm-hmm. And it's just that porousness that you're not taught is um, actually more detrimental to you unless you want to go in that direction and you want to actually learn what you're doing. You're, you're more susceptible to people in ways that they didn't earn or you didn't, they didn't ask you to take on or you didn't want to take on and, and you don't really know who you are. I mean, like, I'm, I, these are, this can go across many gamuts, you know, friendships or relationships. Yeah, to blah, blah, blah. I mean, it sounds a lot like um, in a more probably tangible everyday for people to understand way, just like energy, just like feeling people's energy, like the, yeah. the difference between somebody that like, when their energy comes in the room, it lights up and you light up and you feel great. Or when they come yeah. in, somebody comes in, they just suck the energy out of the room. Yep. yep. And it's like some people are just so, I th- think especially as you get older, and that I think kind of this has a lot to do with like emotional intelligence, what people are kind of talking about, right? Is like realizing what type of person am I? How do I fit within like the general yeah. spectrum of like the human zeitgeist and like controlling that or using it as needed yeah right yeah knowing knowing yourself yeah yeah that's consciousness right like that's becoming conscious to yourself you're like so conscious you vanessa of like yeah yeah (laughs) like (laughs) everything that's going on around you like just on such a deeper level it kind of sounds like yes i i have a natural tendency and you both might agree that you have this as well i think a lot of people actually have this it's just that i have also an orientation towards the occult so it's like a little bit deeper for me because i want to walk that way Mm -hmm. um but i just have a a natural need to um look at myself and to ask myself if i'm in alignment with my outside world Mm. and if the discomfort that i feel in my body is something that I really want to put up with. And if I go towards the discomfort, I find out more about myself that can change things in my life that maybe I'm scared to change. And a lot of that is actually life coming at you and not you inducing it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something else that's really important for us to know about your experience with spirituality. It doesn't have to be, or a lot of times it isn't, you doing it to yourself. A lot of the times it's your relationships and the things that you have to confront about yourself because of the relationships that you're in and what you have to kind of go over in your mind of who are you going to lose if you become the person you want to be? Who won't you be able to relate to anymore? What, what, um, you know, what are you holding on to emotionally that keeps you more secure that you don't realize is like, a security blanket and not necessarily actually good for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, so I think all of those things are super important with like opening up to spirituality and it's coming. I mean, I'm this is all 180 back to the sensations. We love tangents, you know, that. it's really I not know, a tangent. Right? It makes sense. Is that it is very difficult to fly a plane, right? Mm-hmm. And so the sensations that I feel in my body, I have flown this plane a lot. And I'm still not where I want to be with the altitude. And so if you want, if anybody listening is interested in becoming a psychic, know that those kinds of experiences are not going to show up right away. Please don't get scared by them. 
you really won't invite them into your body until you're even able to calm your mind down enough to hold it in, in any kind of way. You have to be able to have um, the ability to let your ego and your personality go entirely for periods of time, long periods of time. Because predicting things or communicating things that I wouldn't know, that's a very scary uh, situation if you feel like you're sane. You know what mm -hmm, I mean? It's mm -hmm. very weird balance to be a sane person <laughs> and also be able to hear things and sense things and not be afraid of the communi a psychic communication. Mm -hmm. You know? So it's like, so if anybody listening is like, oh, I just, I don't, I really am called to this kind of stuff, but I don't, I don't, I'm really nervous about that. It's going to take you so long before you feel that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, it just is. It's going to take you a while. You first are going to have to recognize what sensations are to begin with because most of the time you attribute it to yourself and you say, you know, like I just got depressed today and I'm not sure why. Well, it might really be because you soaked up someone, like you said, mm. you know, so you got to really know who you are first inside of you. And then also that starts things like the dark night of the soul, um, which is really discovering things about yourself that uh, really no longer serve you. And a lot of times it happens in very uh, intense ways, like losing a loved one, um, be it to, uh, just a breakup all the way to death, you know, like things that really open up your perspective on who you are and what you need from life and what you're worth and, and what your integrity is, right? Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times that'll start taking people down a path where they just don't know themselves anymore. They don't, they're, it's the identity crisis, right? Mm -hmm. That's the dark night of the soul is an identity crisis. You just don't know who you are, right? Mm -hmm. So it's, I mean, when you open up to psychic, if you, the more you want to be able to communicate with people, the more sensations you're going to pick up. But on top of that, the more you have to write inside of yourself things that you are blocked from because those are things that I can't communicate with you about. I'll only have my opinions or I'll mm. only have my trigger or I'll only have my fear of, of something that's going on in my own relationship. So if you can't get your, your heart and your mind into more of alignment, and I'm still working on it. I'm still, I mean, I may be more conscious than most people, but I'm I have way further that I'd like to go. Mm -hmm. um, but it's gotten much easier for me to accept when, say, someone tells me that there's something that I think I should work on or, um, you know, it, that I'm open to hearing wisdom from people beyond, like, that aren't just from books, you mm -hmm. know, they're from everyday life, you know. Mm -hmm. You can get so much from just being present mm -hmm. uh, and, and opening yourself up to the idea that the world is always talking to you and you're always sensing something. What's the uh, the definition of like the occult? Well, I would say to look into theosophy. Um, it's basically, yeah, theosophy is, um, or the theosophical society. Mm -hmm. The occult is basically you trying to become one with the divine and to know the divine in a uh, mental way oh. so that you can interact with the divine as a human, but by knowing it. So like, let's say, the things that they teach you is what space and time are, mm -hmm. right? And they teach you things like, you know, a th philosophy from the Greek philosophy to the Egyptian philosophy. It goes back to the mystery schools in Egypt. Um, and they, you know, they say that the pyramids were a part of these mystery schools. And so it's basically just becoming one with the divine as a human being. Mm -hmm. Whereas right now, uh, where religion went was revering God mm -hmm. and knowing that we are of God, but not God. And we're sort of waiting for this reunite, like being reunited with God. And the occult is, you, says you don't have to wait to be reunited wow. with God. I'm so glad that I asked that mm -hmm. question because I thought like, this is really stupid. And it just means like, you know, 
the other no, side of spirituality. No. But it means something yeah. so different mm-hmm. like, than, totally. yeah, truly so different than I ever thought. I'm so, like, that's so interesting. Yeah, it's a very open-ended, just like religion, there's so many that you can right. kind of look into, yeah, and experience. It kind of depends on what you really need. Like, if you need a lot of community, you might want to go with a Christian faith. If you need a lot of... Um, you know, a practices and, and things that kind of make you feel like you're getting somewhere mentally. It might be the Eightfold Path with Buddhism, you know, and you could go into theosophy if you want to actually conceptualize God. Um, that makes you feel, and that actually cult also uh, more so pushes you towards your own mental um, uh, acrobats, like what I'm doing. Like mm-hmm. that, that's what it would basically try to teach you how to do is to be uh, more open to the the wisdom from directly from God or channeling like people do trance channeling or like writing you know like you automatic write in your journal and stuff like that mm-hmm. you just sort of let yourself write and you don't think about anything yeah. like that's channeling the divine kind of ah, thing very yeah cool. yeah so you cool. people do it all the time can I ask another question yeah of course so this is a question from Elizabeth on Instagram and <laughs> <laughs> No, but I, okay, so myself, my mom, and my sisters have always had sort of like what we just called like a psychic sort of connection. The biggest example I kind of remember is my mom, when my grandmother was passing, my mom was like staying in the Bronx, and I think me and my dad maybe drove back home, and I was laying in the back seat of the car, and I like fell, just randomly fell off the seat, and I remember feeling like we came to a complete stop, but my dad was like, no, dude, you just like went flying off the seat, and my mom at the same time like fell off the couch. Maybe it wasn't about the same time, but it was like this weird... Do you know what I mean? Like connections yeah. like that. And then now even as an adult, Alex and I have this weird fucking, the only way I can describe it is ESP. Like today mm-hmm. we were sitting and we were just setting up and I was thinking like, oh, I need to talk to her about like doing the numbers. We were talking about like coming up with a system and I want to tell her that like I already have it. And she looked at me and goes, so I know that we kind of already started to like was just kind of jumped in like we were mid conversation and I was. Oh, I love that. Do you know? And like weird shit like that happens all I the time. That. And so. I don't know. I'm sure we do that, that kind of often. I feel like often, and she and, it, and it yes, it makes sense because these are things we both have on our minds. But like at that moment when like, we weren't yes. discussing it at all that day, yeah, it's yes. strange, dude. Like our, <laughs> one day she broke the fucking. That's awesome. She broke the dustpan. Oh yeah, I broke the dustpan to the broom. And I came in and I was looking at the dustpan. And I saw there was a bunch <laughs> of duct tape, and as I'm looking, like what the fuck, my phone vibrates, and she goes, "Oh my god, I broke the broom yesterday. I duct taped it, but I ran out of tape." <laughs> Oh, my I'll God. Bring more. But it was, like, in that moment, like, it's just so, when I was a kid, I used to, like, maybe make it up. Like, oh, my God, in that moment. But these are truly, like, yeah. within, it was just so weird. So, I don't know. I'm yeah. sure a like lot of friends. there's some sort of sense in there. Yeah. Like, so, like, what would you kind everybody, of Everybody, yeah. this is, like, the funniest thing because my favorite thing that whenever I tell somebody I'm a psychic is they go, first of all, they go, oh, my God, really? And then, like, the second thing they say like, is. no, I'm lying. I know, right? Exactly. No, right. Like, oh. And the second they say, go, they go, I totally experienced stuff too. Everybody. Yeah. Everybody. Or like, if I say astrology, like I get a whole different level of, you know, like, oh, I don't believe no in that stuff. Or, you know, they, yeah. Everybody else has an opinion. But when it comes to like psychic words, especially women, um, they are like, I totally experience that, that what you, you guys are talking about with, I've, I've seen things or I've done this or, you know. And it's, that's, that's what I think the beauty is of, of psychic work. It's not exclusive to me. (laughs) Yeah. It's not at all exclusive (laughs) to me. It is. So it's just that psychic doesn't really do anything but connect us. Mm. So 
what I do is that I go further out on a limb and I start connecting things that you maybe can't because you don't know the symbology or you don't, you haven't let yourself feel that kind of amount of sensation or maybe you, you aren't able to see it for yourself because you're so intertwined emotionally. Right. Mm. Um, and yeah, you, you can't really trust your intuition because of that. That's a lot of times why people come to me because they, they really want something, but they want to be honest as well. Right. right. They want to like really see it clearly. Sounds so like they, therapy. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, yeah. Right. I mean, it's, it's therapy and it's also just, you get like a million perspectives mm-hmm. that you just couldn't have gotten where you stand because you can't even see the whole of the room right now. Mm-hmm. You know, so I get to see what's behind you in front of you further in front of you. I can see what's further behind you and I can connect dots that you can't connect because I'm not in your linear life. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I basically go into what your life actually is, which is a soup of memories and, and wants and desires and things that you want to say and things that you want to forgive and, you know, or, or things that you've wanted for so long. And you're just wondering, when is this going to happen for me? You know, and, and you're wondering if it's time to quit or these are large life lessons that are, ner- are, are scary enough to make mm-hmm. for ourselves that it's really nice to feel connected to something higher, at least. Uh, that, yeah, that even, I mean, I've had people even say to me like definitively what was going to happen and I'm just sort of listening, you know, and I'm thinking, oh, wow, I, you know, things that aren't like the best. And I'm like, oh man, I I hope not. And I turn over all the cards and none of that's there. And I was like, wait a second. Okay. I just have to let you know, I don't see any of that. And so I don't know if you're projecting there and I've had people be like, yeah, no, I I am. I I think I'm projecting. (laughs) And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. You know, and you just yeah. have to like trust that whatever's being spoken to you is, you know, the real thing. And so having these connections that you guys have is like you going up to a piano and hearing that it's really beautiful. It takes two seconds to hear that a piano is beautiful. It takes a very long time to play it. Yeah. You know, yeah. so you guys are recognizing that there's like an instrument between the two of you or there's a, a conversation happening that's more fluid than it is like, you know, um, you don't necessarily need to be right next to each other all the time in order to flow together. You're probably intuitive enough that even if like you didn't say I need this spreadsheet, one of you got the spreadsheet or like, you know, certain things, you pick up the slack in certain ways. That's intuition. So you're able to think you're intuitive. Like if you're a good waiter, you're intuitive. Girl, you read about that. Right. Like like that you can, if you, you can tell when people are really intuitive because they're eight steps ahead because they can see that yeah. far, you know, and they can, and they take into account all these other things. And then that really creates a very psychic relationship because you, your mind is lost at that way. You know, it's, you aren't having to constantly talk to each other about, you know, um, bullet points. It's mm-hmm. now like, Oh, all that's gone. So we can now just open nice. up in this way. So that's, yeah. <sighs> psychic. So Love it. interesting, dude. It's, it interesting? So, it's so interesting. And like, I remember, I don't know if I ever spoke to you about this. More accessible than you think. Yeah. Well, I remember, I've, I don't remember who said this before. Maybe it was like Sylvia Brown or something. That's a person, right? That's a psychic. <laughs> the psychic that was a Maury all the so, time. Yeah, actually, the medium? Right. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, yeah, yeah. Sylvie Brown or something. Yeah. Something like that. I remember her saying once that, um, and tell me what you think about this. I'm just talking now. So well, I love it. But that people oh, have okay. two timelines there's like mm-hmm. the timeline in heaven that's sort of already laid out for you. And then there's like the life that you're living and not that you need to stay exactly within the timeline because that like the timeline in heaven is fate, right? The timeline that you're living is like human choice. 
choice, quote unquote. But when you have deja vu, deja vu is like you and your like heavenly timeline matching up exactly in sync. And it's like you're supposed you're exactly where you're supposed to be. And like, I don't know, I just always thought of that. Yeah. And I thought that that was really fucking cool because there's things that you can control, quote unquote, control things that like we have, I guess, choice in and things that are sort of like already laid out in the heavens. I don't know, but you still have yeah. like a little bit of choice yeah. in the matter. What do you think about that, girl? Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, no, that's a very, I think that's a very interesting way of putting it. There's a really good, um, four books called the law of one that if anybody's really interested in this kind of, uh, like deeper, deeper dive into the idea of like higher self seventh, eighth dimension kind of stuff. That's a really great one to look at. It's was written in the 1980s and it's free on the internet, but it's, that's kind of how I understood our say heaven that, that she's talking about. Because it is, there is a, there are like, okay, if we, if we subscribe to this idea of spirituality, then we're going to subscribe just, or we're going to at least suspend our reality for a second and say that we have karmic relationships, right? Like we've all met someone that even if they were in our lives for a day, changed us in some way, or we never forget them, or they did something that really opened us up, or they, or, or, you know, we compromised in ways we never would have compromised, you know, like these are karmic relationships. And why is it that those are so much more bound or so much more like hard to resist with all of the meaning around them and all of the, this, you know, like, you know, half the time, most of these relationships don't end because the first six months, somehow like all this meaning was applied, you know, Mm -hmm. and that was so real too. It's not like, it's not real, but it's just, it is like heaven drops something down, right? And it's not saying that that uh, it isn't heavenly, but what it's saying is, is your choices through life are to get involved with the relationships that present themselves to you until you uh, kind of evolve into the person that you want to be. So some karmic relationships help you evolve in easy ways, you know, where your relation may be a, a karmic relationship if you guys can talk to each other like that and you're helping each other evolve in an easy way, right? It's just like, you know, one person picks up with the other, and, you know, it's a good conversation. Mm-hmm. But then say, like, let's say another relationship that challenged you and asked you to uh, either stick with your integrity or go with a different direction that didn't feel good, or somebody who said this is, you know, you need to um, maybe work on these qualities about yourself and you never realized them, you know? Like, those mm-hmm. are harder ways. Mm-hmm. Because then you have to ask yourself questions and you have to, you know, wonder if, if you know, what you're being... Uh, pressurized into is a positive thing because not all the time does it feel like positive things right Mm -hmm. but that I think is like that sort of free will choice as compared to like that heavenly choice these things are going to be potent or they're going to be things that you can't look away from yeah right they aren't just passing ships in the night like you do have to pay attention to this because it's not going to go anywhere it's going to pop up right Mm -hmm. And whatever, you know, um, magnetism you have with it, it's going to have some effect on you. So you're going to have to make a choice, right? And some, again, like I said, sometimes it's easy choice, sometimes it's not so easy choice, but you're always learning something. Yeah. And so what I've found also is another really great book called um, Many Lives, Many Masters by Brian Weiss about past life regression. And one of the things that, that the, the sessions had, had uh, shown was that the life that this person lived, the lessons that they're supposed to, to, supposed to have learned, like the heaven lessons, you know, were so simple. Like one was like, you were supposed to cultivate 
fake gratitude. Like that was it. But but the life that the person led was always so um, resentful and so bitter and so angry. And it was very mm. hard for that person to see that they had things them that uh, kept them safe in certain ways. And even like the stories are like, well, I wouldn't have liked that. And it's like, doesn't matter. That was what they were supposed to do. Like, it <laughs> yeah. doesn't matter. Like, yeah. You know, so it's, it's not, I don't even know if it's as complicated as much as it, as it is maybe getting over that war that's happening inside of you and really getting in touch with who you are as an authentic person and what your integrity is or what your value system is. Mm -hmm. And every time that that's tested in a positive or a, a, a less than uh, positive way is really up, that's kind of up to you. And that's your development as a person, you know, because once you hit a certain peak, you get bored with yourself yeah. and something else comes around and you yeah. want to push yourself further, you know, totally. and if you didn't have those challenges, you wouldn't be able to handle the things that you're handling now. Wow. True. That was so deep. true. It's so deep. And I love that so much. <laughs> okay. Next question. Next question that I'm yes. excited for. I just got my first tarot deck. How can yes. I improve at reading the cards? I'm so excited about this question because tarot is my first love. Like, I love astrology, but I, tarot and me are in a, an exclusive relationship all on our own. <laughs> she knows I dip, but it's cool. So, <laughs> but um, I'm actually going to come out this year with my version of how you would improve at tarot. Mm. And I'm going to start putting it out on YouTube in sections so that um, you have it maybe a different way of practicing it. But I'll give I'm you something that. I'm excited for that. that That's oh, awesome. my God. I am so excited because it, it, I basically help anybody who's a critical thinker or who needs more like scales instead of just kind of jumping in and saying just what the cards mean. Mm. Um, because they can be broken down into such smaller groups that actually build upon your interpretation of them in a more natural way rather than it being so um definitive like I mean I've spent so many years on the tarot and I still am learning more simple ways of saying things that make more sense to a person you know because that's where you really start to get a lot of nuance um from that card so what I would say is first every day pull a card every day, just one card and, and, and shuffle it. However you want to shuffle it. Uh, something that's really important for me. I shuffle the deck, like, you know, like, um, not, I, I shuffle it. So each one can go into a different reversal. What's it called? What? I don't know how to oh, the bridge. Like, actually. Yeah. The bridge. Yes. 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 I do that seven times before I talk to anybody. Oh, and then on the times. I, seven times. And then I turn over the bottom of the deck and that's the card that spirit wants me to, first communicate to you and then I shuffle because spirit like I, I expect that spirit's going to put the right re reversals and uprights with seven shuffles mm -hmm. now that's me you can do it whatever way you want but pick away just pick away because it's going to start building a relationship with you and the cards and you're going to feel more um, inclined to believe that card mm -hmm. than if it was always different all of the time so so we'll say that first one find a way that you like shuffling and you can change it over time just like don't do it all the time like just Give it like a week, and if you want to change it up, change it up. Um, but feel it out, you know. So then turn over that first card, or you want, if you want to look at the bottom of the deck, that's fine too. But just one card, because you don't want to get overwhelmed. So here's the three things I want you to pay attention to with that one card. If it's a minor arcana, if it's a court card, or if it's a major arcana. 
No, listen, you can look up the definition. That's totally fine. But the definitions don't really necessarily show up in everyday life because not a lot happens in our lives often, right? Day to day, yeah. Yeah, it's like every day is, is you know, can be a little bit less uh, of a day than another day. So if you pull out a minor arcana, a court card, or a major, what I want you to notice throughout your day is the energy of one of those three groups. So if you pull out a minor arcana card, I want you to see how much actually happened in your day. Because minor arcana is mostly about what you're doing in your day or what's going on with you. It's not really to do with many other people. You're not like maybe talking to people at all, at all times. Like now we can go deeper with the elements, but like it's just a very easy way of seeing, okay, how did this show up in my life? Was it mainly my actions? Was it mainly my experience? Was it mainly my, you know, um, internal life, mm. right? If it's a court card, I want you to see if you are communicating with someone else or if you feel that you've taken on a personality. Mm. Because the court card, so like if, like we, I said a piano before, so if, if the minor arcana is the low notes, the court cards would be the middle notes. And the middle notes of a piano are really the notes that we hear. Sorry to like, if this like is no, going this above is so anything, good. But... No, no, this is so great. Well, so this is the level, the middle notes are the level of a human voice. And this is what we can speak. So that's why you hear them so much more. So the nuance mm-hmm. comes from the lower and the higher notes, mm-hmm. right? So the court cards are that middle section where you are communicating with somebody. So all of the little sections of your life, the things that are kind of all over the place, you're thinking about this over here, you're thinking about that over there, you, you did this over here, all of that gets shot into one person and you have to now interact in some way, right? Mm-hmm. So you don't tell everybody all, like, you can't like explain all of the things that are happening around you. That's the minor mm-hmm. arcana, right? Those are all those little things that are happening all throughout your life. But let's say you ran into somebody on the street and you have five seconds to be someone, who are you going to be? Mm. Are you angry at that person? Are you so happy to see that person? Are you attracted to that person? Mm -hmm. What is it that's happening? That's what I mean, it turns into a personality. So if you get a court card, I would ask yourself, where did I see this show up in like as a personality inside of myself or if I was talking to someone else, Mm -hmm. right? Pages a lot of times are messages. You might get a text message or somebody might tell you something. Um, Nights are a lot of times your own actions. Um, So it's like, you initiate a conversation, you initiate a project. Queens are how you naturally experience yourself, meaning um, you might be feeling self-love that day or you might be doing self-care that day. Mm. And kings are when you have authority over something. So you are in charge of something and you're doing it well, right? So those are the four core cards that can come up. So that's personalities and they happen to be in different elements. So then if a major arcana comes up and that's the top notes, Mm Look to see in your world where things are happening that are bigger than you, that you have really no control over. They just sort of are, you're in the world, right? Mm. So like when something comes up like the hermit, um, it would be self-examination. So maybe something happens in that day where you're like, wow, who am I? What am I? What do I, which way do I want to go? What what does that mean to me? You know, it's on a larger level, right? Mm. So that would be like a more existential experience. So that way it's not, I mean, definitely look at the definitions, but a lot of times we can get overwhelmed by the, the, the kind of tininess of the de- totally. definitions, you know, or we like really look for just that. And it's like, well, you can actually experience it in a lot of different ways. And that way you also can um, read so much easier from any deck. 
Yeah. Because all of the decks are so different from each other, but there are but each deck has its own built-in symbology from say what I said about the three categories into um, the numbers, into uh, this the elements, into actually cyclical uh, mathematics that are um, occult mathematics. But that's another video that I'm going to do to show you how math works uh, in the Egyptian mathematics, like which is numerology. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, wow. And how that actually applies to the tarot. If you ever want to be a tarot reader and you want to have more of an energetic experience with the card, because I read an energy, mm-hmm. I read an energy and visualization. Mm-hmm. However, I'm an air sign, so I also have to understand. So, like, so I can't just be abstract. I have to be critical. So you have to tell me why that card means that. No, but what you're saying is like makes so much sense as somebody who knows nothing about. I'm coming into this conversation knowing nothing about tarot. I, maybe got my cards read once at a restaurant where somebody was walking around reading them. But what you said makes so much sense that it makes me want to get a deck and be like, can I do this? I could just like take a look at my day, see what's good. It starts out super easy. It starts out super easy. And also there's 78 cards. So first of all, do not use reversals to start. I would say start with upright just because it's, you know, reversal is a whole other thing. It's not, nothing is a no. Like, if you get a card and it's reversed, it's like, this isn't happening today. No, that's not, that's literally not how it works. It's just a repressed energy or an ending energy. It just depends more on, like, um, the energy of it. And it's, it's like a blocked energy or, or there's a lot of different ways to interpret it. It's just too overwhelming like next to level. begin with. Yeah, don't do that. Like, yeah. there's, there's 78 cards. There's plenty of information. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that, that's like cards that trying suck. to get your master's. So, We're trying exactly. to get our associates yeah. right now. We go to community right. college for the tarot. Yeah, you go on to you go on program. Like, I love it. Like, exactly. I've had a deck for a long time, so maybe this will, like, give me... I'm excited oh for your God. YouTube stuff that you're going to put out about Yay. it. Yeah. So what? Which deck do you have? Just the, whatchamacallit, the, the right away. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Have you done any readings on it at when all? When I or? say that I've had, I've had it for a very long time, and I used Remember to just... Remember she used to open portals in elementary school? Yes. That's so right. I... <laughs> Right. I used to just like pick a card every now and then and I'd sleep with it under my pillow and I would I don't know where I got that from that, oh, people do, do that people do that okay yeah. and people do um, that. anything you want to do and basically yeah I would just every night or every few nights pick a card and I would kind of like study that card and yes I never really did much with it but I just thought it was cool to I learn ish. Yeah. Yes. Well, Would I be down it's to pick it up again? Yeah. Please yeah. Do. I saw it as yeah, fun. Yeah. I wasn't like trying to be a tarot card reader. Yeah. At least not for anyone other than myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. But but it can give you like a real understanding about at least your day or if you have a question. Totally. You know, like you put up, yeah. Like I see all the time, like, you know, little things they put up or uh, anyone is a tarot reader around the full moon and new moon. They put up uh, tarot spreads. Mm. You know, and like you can do it with it. And if you really like the reason you pull one every day or put it on your pillow or whatever is to build a trust that one, it's not crazy for you to see the re- the relevance in this. Mm. And two, that it actually does show up. It will show up, mm. but you kind of have to build your own trust system with it and not make it try to fit into your concept of what tarot is. Right. Mm. You know, like we still, time may not be linear, but it still exists. Right. Things go in cycles and orbits. We get older, we lose things, things change, you know. 
It does exist. It just exists in a different, we can't conceptualize it. We have to break it down into units of time. Otherwise we can't interact with it. Mm -hmm. You can't even, we're talking for an hour and we can't perceive the whole hour where we are right now. Yeah. So we have to break it down into units in order to be able to work with time, right? So that's really the only, that's why linear time actually has to exist if we want anything to kind of operate in more of a manifestation kind of, I mean, if you ever guys want to talk about manifestation, like that's oh. like a whole other topic. When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I will ask the question. Do you have any insight into two Libras dating? The good, the bad, especially in terms of communication. Yes. I am a Libra. You're like, I got all the infos. <laughs> I am a Libra. I have only dated, I've dated one Libra. I've mainly dated air signs, but one Libra. So what you're talking about is what's called a conjunction in astrology and a conjunction, or I'm not sure how close you guys are in birthday. So you might see some dissimilarities uh, because throughout the, the uh, 30 degrees, it, the same sign can come out just a little bit differently. Um, so if, if you or, or they are in October, it may be a little bit different than you're in September, you know, mm. but, it, but there's so much more aspects going on that it's just like, that's, it's just like, you know, a small note. But if you guys aren't completely conjunct, it may not be as uh, apparent to you that you act very similarly. So what that means is, is both of you are going to want to relate to each other and both of you are going to want the other person's permission and approval a lot. And you're going to find that both of you don't really have a definitive answer and that maybe sometimes even the answer both of you come up with maybe a little lackluster in some kind of way because it did still maybe seem like, you know, I, I kind of, I wanted to kind of go with you and you kind of wanted to go with me and kind of wanted to go with you, you know. So that's, I would say, the number one way that that's going to come out in communication. Now, Libras, like, together are not terrible because we're both, we're peace people. So um, it, it will be more likely that you both will try to get along. I don't see as much, obviously, fighting, depending on, say, what your moon signs are or your rising signs are. But um, you will just sort of have this experience of, kind of like a round robin experience in communication of always asking the other hmm. how the other mm. is feeling kind of thing that you know makes sense. Mm -hmm. yeah so it's like both of you are just doing the same thing you know so you're just you know not wanting to hurt the other person or not wanting to walk on eggshells or 
or wanting to know what the other, you know, who the other is, right? Like that's that's what the sun is, is who you are. So Libra is in fall with the sun. And what fall means is that it doesn't operate very well in the sign of Libra because the sun wants to express who it is. And Libra always wants to know what you are. We like <laughs> It's like, I don't know what we want. You know, so it's hard to um, sometimes have a conversation with somebody if both of you are kind of open to relating and not necessarily able to communicate who you are, you know, so yeah, so both of you might have a hard time taking the lead. Both of you might have a hard time, you know, it's like trying to go out into the dance floor with the person who, both people who follow. Yeah. Kind of thing. This and it's like, you know, very... it's not bad. It's just. Right. But maybe you want like address Similar. problems as well because. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This right. is very, very interesting. Because my yeah. Aries ass, when I go home, I try to like not be so bossy. Aries? So I try right. not to be so Aries. <laughs> exactly, girl. I try not to be so Aries because it's a lot. But my man's Libra, and so he'll be like, oh. oh, so he'll, like, say, oh, let's do this. No, well, whatever you want. And so I'll take it and be like, well, I don't want to do that, so I'm going to go in the room. But <laughs> I'm learning that that's not the answer. The answer is he does want to do what he wants to do. Yeah. He just can't tell me for some reason. I yeah, know, it's because we're Libra. That's what I mean. Yes. It's like, yes. so when a, when a planet in its, is in a sign of its fall, it has a hard time expressing itself. Is it indecisiveness? So- it is indecisiveness, but it's really more so because of fall. Because, like, the thing is, is if you don't know who you are, if you don't know what it is that you necessarily want, or if you're nervous that you're going to hurt someone else in the process of that, or if you're nervous that the other person is going to give you any kind of pushback and that's going to be, you know, a big fight or something like that, mm, which is what Libra is. kind of resonates with, they get very nervous that you're going to fight with them, or they get very nervous that you're going to upset their internal equilibrium, right? Because that's the scales, that's justice. So when it's in fall like that, it's not that we can't get to a decisive place. It's that whatever happened as a child, right? Because your natal chart is your, 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 who you are growing up, right? Like that's what you experience. So most likely a lot of Libras had parents who fought or they would have to like, you know, um, be either mediator or they'd have to, um, in some point in their life, kind of do what another person needed in order to calm the situation down. And so they have a real aver- uh, aversion to any kind of upset, internal upset. So even if the, the situation doesn't necessarily call for them to placate, they'll do it. Um, and to, to the other person, they're just going, okay, well, they just don't know what they want. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, it's not, it's that they don't, if, it's that if they took a stance, then that means somebody can oppose them. That means mm-hmm. somebody that can get upset with them or can say, I don't want that, or they can get disappointed and let down in some kind of way. Mm-hmm. Or they'll have a discord inside of them that they, they don't want to deal with. Mm-hmm. So, and I say this as a Libra, guys. Like, <laughs> yeah. I really work no. on that. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, Really had to work on that. Yeah. Um, it was because what Libra is supposed to be, or it's higher resonance is honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and that means that it can see both your side and their side, but they can see the truth of the whole thing or they can, or, or well, that's actually Scorpios can see the truth of the whole thing, but Libras can see their own truth and say, okay, even if that's what you want, this is what I want. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't make it any less true than what you want. Mm-hmm. It's just that they have to then go through like this fear of an aggressive front. If they put their foot down or if they have a position or if they have a stance. Mm. Makes sense. I love yeah. learning about all these signs. Me too. I love it. It's so interesting. Um, yeah. Okay, I'm especially excited for this next question because I feel like it's something that people talk about all the time. They'll be like, I'm on the cusp of blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And so I need to know the fucking answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so 
This listener asked, are on the cusp signs a real thing? My daughter and husband are both Sagittarius Capricorn cusps. Also so interesting that her husband and kid mm-hmm. I know. are both the same cusp. I know. Um, yeah, actually, my my sister, my twin sister, she had... You have a twin sister? Um, uh-huh. Shut yep. Surprises. Uh, Shut up. Yo, dude, okay, so here's another thing about Libras. Y'all no. keep secrets. Libras keep <sighs> secrets. Y'all will just drop some shit like that. Like, I've got a twin sister, which, like, Vanessa, I don't know you that well, but, like, I know you. <laughs> You're like, I should you have known you had a fucking nev- twin. God yeah, damn. Yeah, you've never, ever. Y'all, so every Libra that I know. Y'all go home and look at your Libras. They will ask them a secret. Yo, they keep oh, secrets. Secret. They will be telling you some shit oh 13 God, years in. So be like, wait, babe, funny. wait, babe, what? Hilarious. Every wait, single thing that I know. Yeah, it's That's true. That's so funny. That's hilarious. That's so funny because I think it's more like relevance. It's like if it's not relevant to the conversation, I don't know. I don't. No, y'all be secret up. keepers. No. <laughs> don't know nothing about Dead. me. Are you guys identical? No twins? new friends. No, no new friends. Okay. okay. Yeah. That makes no it less strange. Libras are so no new friends. There's not like another exact like, person would be exactly like Vanessa out there. Then it would be maybe like, that's fucked up. You never told me that there's like right. another one of right. you. <laughs> I thought I saw you in Chelsea, oh my God, girl. It wasn't game. you. What a game we would play. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Continue. Um, no, 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 no. So this question is interesting because it's not that it's not a real thing and it's not that it is a real thing. It There are such a, like, there is a 29 degree and a zero degree of signs. And so you are very, very close to what's called the ingress or you are at the ingress of a sign, which means you're at the very end of a sort of an experience, right? If you think of each zodiac sign as its own walk and its own journey from zero to 30 degrees, which would be zero degrees the next sign. So that would be like, you would probably see a bit of the similarity from one sign to the other in that capacity. But if you are a Sagittarius, you're a Sagittarius. If you are a Capricorn, you're a Capricorn. There's not like one day that you can kind of, that you really straddle. Now, what I will say is, is I totally, absolutely have seen um, the reality of that. Like my brother's a cusp. He's September 23rd. And I have another friend who's a cusp who's September 22nd. And my brother is a Libra, but he also is very um, perfectionist, right? And my other friend is very much a Virgo, but she also loved the arts, mm. right? So I totally get that there is like a close um, uh, experience. But my brother is disorganized as hell, you know, but he always wants to relate, you know? So there might be that sort of feeling of leaving a sign or beginning a sign and like that little bit of an overlap. But here's the other thing. The reason I say it's a thing and it's not a thing is that it's a thing if we want to conceptualize something interesting. And if we want to, like, yeah. look at a little blend and be like, well, that's, and, you know. That's because she's on the cusp. Ne- exactly. Like, why not? Sure. But that would never be asked of me in uh, if I was to get certified as an astrologer. There okay. would never be a section that said, tell us about the cusps. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know why that's, <laughs> and I mean, this is what I would assume. I mean, number one, the the signs actually more so are important based because of the degree and because of aspects. Mm. So when you're talking about a person's personality, this the zodiac signs you can give like you know ideas about you know, different aspects of who they are. Like if you're a Mercury Sagittarius and a Sun Capricorn, you have like a two sort of different energies that are happening in the way that you're going in life and how you think, right? But it's really their 
talking to e to each other through aspects. Like the aspects is one planet talking to another planet, mm. right? And so wherever they are in the signs, they tell me it, that Leo, if I see a planet in Leo and a planet in Taurus, I know that they're square each other. So I know you're going to have a conflict between these two planets and these two planets have two different agendas. And so really I'm going to see the dynamic of your life happening in the things that are conflicting inside of you or the mm. things that come easily to you or the mm -hmm. things that, so the signs are really interesting when you just want to kind of talk about astrology and like have like a really cool way of seeing like, you know, individual personalities, but there's very few, like you have to blend a, a painting. You have to blend a, you know, um, your makeup. You got to blend totally. all these things. Like, like, you yeah. put these things together to start differences. Yeah. Right. Okay, and so, just, yeah. so as somebody who's like done, you know, read all the self-help books, you know, I've read a lot of them. So what you're talking about is so interesting because a lot of this is sort of like goes right within the realm of like, you know, self uh, analysis and specifically about being within conflict is like this is that's so, so interesting because when I first like read this I was like oh goddamn like if you're somebody who really wants to be spontaneous but then like you also really need to have uh, security like those two things are at conflict with each other like so mm -hmm. that's going to be very difficult for you to like yeah. figure out how to like rectify that so it's very interesting because like you see these two things happening with people like we all have these conflicts that's why we're on fucking therapy because I want this yeah. but this happens what the fuck how do I fix it and how so do I how do I want freedom and safety at the same time? Yes. Like, how do I want? Yes. That's actually the planets Uranus and the moon. So you'd be talking about a person who had a Uranus square their moon or possibly opposing their moon because Uranus is the symbol is like our higher self or our need to explore beyond ourselves in like our own authentic way. Mm -hmm. Um, and to break free of any kind of chains that keep us, um, uh, held down to beliefs that maybe no longer serve us or people that don't serve us or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's really our kind of push towards something, towards evolution, right? This is how we right. evolve is right. through, through that. So if you have it square the moon, the moon is your, your sense of security. It's your sense of safety. It's what you need every day in order to just, uh, to feel okay in your body and in your skin. Right. And that's where we can talk about the Zodiac signs. Cause then it gives you a bit of understanding of what it is that you need. Mm -hmm. Even if like, you know, like if you're a cancer moon, you more likely need to be around your family or you need to be um, in a place that you've lived for a long period of time, your home, right? It's like mm -hmm. where you live. But if that's at odds with Uranus, then you also have a need to break free. So maybe there was some restriction happening inside of this home from the mother since it's moon. Mm. And you, you felt that you always had to uh, live up in some way. You felt that you always had to be um, uh, available in some kind of way, but you also wanted to explore um, making mistakes or or doing something completely crazy or different or you know so th that's the kind of dynamics that we have to kind of rectify inside of us and how they both live together and then that's when we come up with brand new ideas though right like that's when we come up with tiny houses that's when we come yeah. up with like yeah. you know yeah that's, like, right. Airbnb. Point. Yeah. that's where we come up with so, so the yeah. conflict inside of you can bring about especially with uranus a whole new innovative way of being yourself mm-hmm you know, and saying that, well, tradition, tradition doesn't have anything to offer me in this realm. So what would outside of tradition, what would give me that sense of security and freedom that I may not be thinking about right now? Wow. And how do I incorporate that into my life and make that a priority so that I, I feel that sense of, you know, yeah. And then wait until transits come and screw everything up. And then like, you know. Oh no, when's like, one of those coming? Not soon, right? Don't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> transits are happening.
everything all the time. Oh, no. Oh, okay. It's like those times in your life where you're like, why is my relationship going so great but my career sucks? Or why is yeah. my career going so great? Because different transits are affecting different places in your life. That makes mm-hmm. sense. So that's why the natal chart is something that you would want to rectify with, within yourself because it gives you more sense of security or stability of your own authentic person rather than just, you know, trying to live up to standards that maybe don't fit with you or, right. or uh, rebelling against things that actually need to be more stabilized within you. You know, mm-hmm. how do you know who wins? How do you know which one's right. more important? You know, and that's um, why astrology is really important a lot of times because you're a ball of yarn. You're just like kind of everywhere instead of a drawer, mm-hmm. you know, and, and this kind of helps you not only understand yourself, but understand where you're going and what it is that you you're, I mean, trying to attain in this lifetime and all these other things come to thwart you and, and evolve you and correct you. And, and, you know, you don't know what part of your, you don't know what part of someone else's karma that you are a huge part of that maybe just sort of left you hurt and unreconciled, but completely changed them and like, you know, made them go on. You know, so there's some things that are unresolved in your life. There's some things that are, you know, and so it's like, what is it that you're moving towards that keeps you feeling like, you know, you're alive, right? Mm -hmm. And it's not always your work. It's not always your fit. It's not always, you know, things that we traditionally assume are going to make us feel alive. Mm -hmm. Truth. This is also great. great. Also, you said something similar to this twice now, but also from self-help book. One of the things that I love is the saying that everything that's alive on earth either grows or dies. And it's like so similar to what you're saying. And I love it because you see it in people. You see when people stop, you know, stop uh, trying or they stop like trying to evolve, stop trying to get better, stop trying to grow. And they like die on the inside. But it's exactly what you're saying. It's just like all growth forever and it's I think it's like a beautiful thing about life I don't know it's I say it all the time on this podcast but like I love getting older I just think it's like part of that is like letting your ego go you know I think that's like a huge part of just like being a better version of myself is Uh letting my ego go and being willing to learn and be wrong and be flawed and be taught saying that and learning yeah yeah it makes things more interesting yeah it like humbles you and then it's like I don't know I don't I feel like less of an asshole yeah. So like just trying to learn. <laughs> and more it's like your perception opens up more. Like you can see For more. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. More empathetic. Yeah. yeah. Your For life sure. is way easier even if everything externally hasn't necessarily changed that much. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like you're more in alignment or an attunement with who you are. And it doesn't have to be necessarily a path all the time. Who you are is also your moon sign, which is who you are when no one sees you. Oh. Yeah. That? That's why it's your thoughts. No one can yeah. see your thoughts. No one I can need see to book your reading. I know, so do I. I it's time. <laughs> it's time. All right. The time is coming. Absolutely. Come. I need to do it. I've asked Charisse what time I was just thinking that a few minutes so ago, and then you times. said that, and I was like, yep, That's I it. need to fucking do that. Yeah, we yeah. got to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm ready. Because I'm like, all right, I'm in a good place in life. I'm ready to hear what yeah, you got to say. I can handle it. I can handle it. I can handle it. Ten years ago, maybe not. Exactly. I, wait, he's like, okay, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna think about it afterwards, though. But at this exact, yeah, like, moment, I'm not like, yeah, 100 percent sure, but like, okay, I'll let you know next week, girl. Within, within 2021, I'm kidding. Okay, <laughs> that's fair. No, it's totally cool. I mean, actually, I'm super excited. Like, what I'm, I told you, I'm going for my certification soon because I'm for me, it's me a. Yeah, I'm like, it took me a really long time because I have a lot of interests, and that's yeah. why I chose the Aquarian. Is because there was nothing that I could find that really made me feel like I could express myself because it would always stop me. Like, I'm not just a tarot reader. I'm not just a psychic. I'm not just a medium. I'm not just an astro- I, I'm not just all these things. Like, I want to make sure that I can keep growing, right? Body I can totally. Yeah. 
yeah, like I want to be able, and then I don't want to change the name. I just want it to be kind of a direction, you know? And so the Aquarian is spelled with an E because it means the Aquarian era. And to me, that's kind of where we're going is like you said earlier, more about emotional intelligence, because that's actually the quicker way of communicating Mm -hmm. is to be able to be intuitive with another person, even if you have to develop that intuition, you know? So like, and, but the thing is, is if you think about it, intuition is actually the left side of the brain. And psychic is the right side of the brain because intuition is just building and building and building upon what you know, and then learning it to such a degree that you can forget about it. Mm -hmm. Right. So you can play the piano and not think about the scales that you had to start out with. Mm -hmm. Right. And you're intuitively remember, like, you know, you're not thinking about anything. Yeah. You're not thinking about anything. So that's intuition. Or if you, if you put uh, a uh, meal together, like, and you loved how you put the ingredients together Mm -hmm. and it was like, and you already knew kind of what uh, would work well because you've, you've been studying it and this is not, and it just starts to become second nature to you and you can start branching out. Then you move over. Mm -hmm. Thank you. (laughs) Then you move over to the, the psychic world. And that's when you become say, like, if you're a piano player, that's when you become a jazz improvisationalist, Mm. you know? So you've got to start with the intuition because it's also the saying of as above, so below. And there's a, a famous uh, icon of that of, of tree, right? And then the below it is the roots. Mm-hmm. And the reason is, is because I can't handle or hold on to or really um, administer to you as well as I could if uh, psychically if I wasn't intuitive as well. Mm-hmm. Because I have to build up a communication with you that makes sense to yeah. you. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm just sort of this oracle that's sort of like saying stuff and sometimes things hit, sometimes things don't. And so that's actually what I spend most of my time on studying. That's why I can study all day because it's literally whatever I'm reading, whatever I'm... I'll watch uh, other tarot people on YouTube. They have so many interesting things to say about each card. Mm-hmm. Every book that I read, I'll think about the cards and I'll come up with like a new um, a, a new idea about something or I'll get something I didn't see before, you know, and it's everywhere. So me doing that more and more makes it so much easier to trust the words that I'm saying to you when things pop up. And then I know that I'm hitting something that's more personal to you rather than just, you know, the spiritual kind of floating around you, you know, it's like, which a lot of those things are very relevant. And if you come to me with spirituality, you're probably going to get more spiritual uh, messages, but I also want to be able to talk to you about love Mm -hmm. or where you're going in your life or, um, what it is that you just need from your partner right now that you can't put your finger on or, mm-hmm. you know, like things that are just more personal to you that are of everyday life because the as above, so below, you cannot grow higher if your roots don't go deeper because you will literally fall over. Mm-hmm. You cannot, you can't. There was actually a funny thing about the conflict thing. It was discovered in, um, they put, they, they had like a, I guess a massive greenhouse of some kind and they put a whole bunch of trees in this greenhouse and they had like, all of the exact right um, ingredients, like they had the right sunlight, they had the right soil, they had, every, and this is scientists, right? And they grew all these trees and they, all of a sudden they all start falling over and they're not able to stand up there. And they're like, how is this happening? What's happening? And it's because there was no wind going through. So because there was no wind going through, the uh, the trees couldn't root themselves the way that they normally could, could through the adversity of wind of wind blowing. Mm-hmm. So you need to be able to handle conflict and adversity over time in order to become more conscious. Mm-hmm. That's what makes you more com- more conscious is the, the the ability to let go in the comfort of your present moment regardless of what's going on because like things really do happen in your life and yes you call me for like major 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 things. But like 99% of the time it's something that's actually happening. Mm-hmm. 
on the outside of you that really hurt you mm. or that you can't reconcile or you need to know why you're blocked or you need to know why, you know, like, what is it that, how do I reconcile a relationship with a parent? You want me to say something that me means something to you. I mean, like, I don't, that was a little tangent, but like, you're, um, you're great. You're so great. We've got one more question. Oh, let's um, do it. This is from Jessica on Instagram. She asked, I always hear about houses. What does this mean in astrology? Good question. Oh, great. Yes. I love that question. So there are, um, five different things in astrology that we mainly look at. We look at the planets, we look at the aspects, we look at the signs, we look at the houses, and I'm thinking of one more and I can't like put my finger on it, but I'm pretty sure there's five. So the houses, so if you look at the planets, the planets are um, what's being, act, what is activated inside of you. Like every single, there's 12 signs, but you don't have to be all 12 signs, right? So some of you may have, you know, a stelium some places, or some of you may have like scattered everywhere, but there's only nine planets, right? So they can't be in all the signs. So each planet is in every single one of us. Every single one of us has a sun. Every single one of us has a moon. Every single one of us has Mercury. So these are all the different aspects of what we um, express in the world, right? So the sun is who we are. Mercury is how we think. The moon is how we feel. Mm. So everybody has that. So then we have the signs, which is, you know, the personality or what you would say is the flavor that that planet is going to take on. So if Mercury is in, in uh, Sagittarius, your thoughts are going to be more broad-minded. You may uh, think about travel. You may take a lot of short trips a lot of places. You know, like these are little things. You may have um, a desire for belief systems and religion and all that, right? So this is how it plays out psychologically. Mm. If I could communicate a planet, I would have to see what sign it's in, right? I just know Got what it. the planet wants to do. Okay. So then the house and then the aspects uh, enliven everything, right? Because that's when they're talking to everyone. But all of that really is just inside of you. You don't really see where that's happening in your life. You just see that it is happening. The houses tell you where in actual physical life these things will show up. Mm. Right? So the, first, so the first through the seventh house is all more the internal world. I mean, it also can be translated to the external world, but it's the beginning of like life in it, of itself. A lot of times we say the ascendant is birth. Um, all the way to the seventh house of marriage. And then seventh house to the twelfth house is all more the external world where we, you know, um, our hopes, our dreams, our goals, uh, religion, oh. um, our careers, right? Oh. Whereas the, the bottom half is our home, our community, um, the way we interpret things, um, our creativity, um, our the way that we organize or our work. Mm -hmm. So it's like more personal things, mm -hmm. right? So let's say my son is in the second house uh, in Libra. That means that my son wants to relate to you one-on-one -on -one about how you, what you think, what your ideas are, but in the realm of the second house, which is your self-worth, mm. self-esteem, um, how you make your money or your talent or your bit, like what you do in order to, um, make money in this world where your skills, mm -hmm. Um, it would be uh, anything to do, like maybe I would love fabrics or maybe I would love anything kind of Teresian, which is like more like art, um, really physicalizing art, like pottery, like things like that, really physicalizing things, right? Like that's a skill. Mm. So that's actually showing up outside of me. It's, I can't, I'm not, you know, I can't do pottery inside of me. Do you right, know what I mean? Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. So that's what the houses oh. are. Each one of them is actually on the physical plane where that psychology is showing up. Wow, that's fucking deep. I did not know that. 
Yeah, right? I only sort of understand it. Here's a really interesting example. So Neptune also squares my sun, and it squares it from the fifth house. I love Neptune. I don't know why. I just think it's a great name. I think it's maybe a beautiful planet. Is Neptune, like, blue and purple? Oh, it's It's so hard, right? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a hard it's a hard planet because oh, really? it dissolves things. Oh shit. So if Neptune touches your sun, alami, you can dissolve your ego and your body and huh. you can start to sense people more, right? Oh. So even in my chart in many different ways it, it says this, but like that I have that sort of touched experience, right? Oh. But it's square, which means I've had conflict with it my whole life mm. as to what why am I experiencing these things am I crazy what what do I want to do with my life but my life has always been artistic right like it doesn't matter what I do I always choose art Neptune sitting in the fifth house of creativity Neptune is the artist mm. so I want to build a business based off of my channeling ability or my musical ability, or my artistry ability, or whatever it is, and I want to make that my own thing in my own creative way, because mm-hmm. the fifth house is also of entrepreneurship and business, so it's like what you want to create onto the physical plane of your own talent, and what you want to express to people, right? Mm-hmm. So it's square my son in the second of self-worth, which means it also affects my um, belief in myself as a person who can carry out my skills, mm-hmm. as a person who's actually even good at what I do. Or that I'm valuable in any way or the, that the things that I want to create are valuable in any way because how do you, with a square, that's, that's why where the signs, um, it's more important to really go into the aspect, I feel, than the signs mm. because the aspect is where they're speaking to each other. Now, yes, Libra wants to relate and Capricorn wants to manage. So they don't really do similar things and that's why there's a square and a conflict. How do you relate one to one and also manage a larger system where you're not relating one to one and a square is just saying, well, how do they both exist, bro? Like, how do they both exist? Mm -hmm. They both have to. So how would you do that? And so you really have to figure it out because conflict was it do. That's why square in, um, uh, sacred geometry, uh, creates manifestation is because it forces you to do something to figure out a solution to something. Oh, wow, huh. so squaring isn't always bad. This is yeah. so interesting. It's really, it's painful. Geometry Square can be really shit, painful. Man. Wow. Yeah, it's, because it's uncomfortable. It's, it's where you're going to be always looking. Yeah. Wherever you see squares in your natal chart is what you um, are mainly focused on in your life because it's not coming easily to you. Right. You just don't know why you aren't quite getting it yeah. the way other people get it. Yeah. You know? And if you have an opposition, you have a relationship with somebody that may be thwarting you or that you may have to balance your experience with in or, like you and your um, significant other is Libra. Mm-hmm. And that's, you have mm-hmm. to somehow find the balance between who you are and who they are to make it work. Mm-hmm. But it also unleashes other qualities in both of you that you wouldn't have known existed mm-hmm. if the other didn't need that thing from you. Oh my God. Right. You would have never You're known it was her. in there. It's all yeah. like, you know, like synergy and shit. Yeah, girl. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's so that's so why, cool. like, yeah. even if, like, you know, I think that that's where, if there was ever a conversation on love, which I see, I mean, I, I watch a lot of really great YouTube stuff on love, just because it is something that I think a lot of us have a Disney kind of perspective on, because we grew yes. up with that, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I feel that these are the things that really help us to, um, find the relationships that we are struggling through rather than suffering for or like trying to get to to be two more evolved conscious people Mm -hmm. and recognize where both of us have faults both of us have things that are going to change both of us have you know 
And what is it that's keeping us together besides just saying, I don't want to do this with anybody else, even if like there's times that I do need a break from you or it doesn't actually reflect upon a situation that's terrible. What it's saying is that you're two individuals who have different needs and wants that you are going to uncover over, over time. So you have two different lives happening at the same time. And that, that as long as it is something where both of you are, are like Libra, because Libra is the relationship one. It's the one that really has to listen. It's the equality one. Mm. It's saying I my, what I feel and think and who I am is just as important as you. Mm-hmm. It's just that Libras tend to say it to you first and really never to themselves. Mm. And so if Libra starts getting more honest, what it does is it creates a more equal, more harmonious relationship because you both have to then equally respect each other mm-hmm. or that person will drop off and hopefully a new person who wants to be equal with you and wants to have that value because it's also ruled by Venus um, it had to have that similar um, vibration of value you know and, mm. and even if you're two different people it's a vibration of the value of the other person saying I I see you as just as important as I see myself Miss mm-hmm. <sighs> Vanessa so, so much ladies and gentlemen the Aquarian so <laughs> the Aquarian <laughs> um, I really am going to book something with you I'm not yes. bullshitting yes. I Yes, no, we I've, are. I've been thinking yeah. about it. And know. now a couple of things you said today, I was just like, yeah, yes, girl, so good. Do yeah. It. So, so good. Especially if you guys want to know anything like, um, you know, cause I do know that a lot of times spirituality is like, well, I don't know. What do you want to know spiritually? But like, it is fun to really listen to like yourself from a higher bird's eye view. Yes, and exactly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's exactly yeah. it. Yeah. I love yeah. this. Will you tell the people where they can learn more about you, how they can support you, how they can, all the things. Yes. Please um, follow me on Instagram uh, at the Aquarian, uh, T-H-E-A-Q-U-A-R-E-A-N. And that's across the board. I have a YouTube channel, the Aquarian as well, that I put up weekly zodiac readings and i'm soon going to be doing pick a card readings so there's gonna be like even more like for your intuition Mm -hmm. fun with the intuition and that's also where i'm going to start putting out the youtube stuff on tarot um on on, like building tarot and um i'm also on clubhouse with the aquarian and Mm -hmm. i'm going to be doing live readings with a friend of mine so if either of you want to come on um yeah get your cards read yeah we'll just be a lot each one of us will putting a card and we can give you information that way yeah so find me on all those platforms and um, there's a donation button right now with uh, Instagram if, if anybody wanted to do that or if you can book a reading with me, you just DM me through Instagram. I'm still like putting everything together for this website. Like this is so that Libra square Capricorn, like I just want to like do it. And Capricorn's yeah, like, yeah. yeah, build it. And I'm like, wait, wait, Capricorn, <laughs> wait. Did you not hear me? <laughs> Right. She said, I want to do it. I love it. What are you talking about? No, you can do so, it. Got it. So I'm still like, like Vanessa, you can do it. You, you know, can I'm do like, it, girl. It's, it's finally kind of come together. I have actually ex- excellent transits right now. So like, pray for Woo-hoo. me, guys. Yeah, so now's the time. I want to build it all on these transits. Like yes. this next two and a half years is like, I really want to build something. So I hope you guys follow, um, just to even see the evolution, because it's going to keep going and just some really, really interesting stuff. I'm now that you're you. like a regular on the True Beauty Brooklyn podcast. I'm yes. Happy. I hopefully that we can, you know, yes. be side by side watching you go, girl. Support you. Support you. And if um, anybody has questions in the future, if it's, if it's astrological, just let me know your sun, moon, rising, and I can glean a pretty good amount of information from that. Yeah. Um, I do just want to remind our listeners where to find Elizabeth and I on Instagram at True Beauty Brooklyn Podcast. Yes. Or you can email us at truebeautybrooklynpodcast at gmail.com. 
Yeah. Like, review, subscribe. You can rate, review, subscribe. Nice reviews. Five stars. That's it. Thank you, Vanessa, for coming to hang out with us again. Thank you. And thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you all soon. See you next time. Bye. Bye. This has been a COC BK production. Produced by us, Elizabeth Taylor and Alex Shapiro. Our engineer is Bart Tripoli. Our theme music composer is Zebra Sonic. Our artwork is by Garrett Ross. Our photos, hair, and makeup are by Sabrina and Joe Holdsworth. If you're an advertiser interested in advertising on our show, go to midroll.com slash ads. For more information, go to exactlyrightmedia.com. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.